You're listening to The Dworkin Report. I'm your host, Scott Dworkin. What a day, what a day, what a day. Paul Manafort is now cooperating with Robert Mueller and the special counsel's office. That is crazy. Remember, keep in mind that Paul Manafort has had a relationship with Donald Trump stemming back to 1982 at the very minimum. When Manafort and Stone's first lobbying client ever was Donald Trump. At the Democratic Coalition, I started heavily sounding the alarm on Donald Trump's ties to Russia in October of 2016 during the campaign. We started sharing photographs, documents, videos, and they kept on denying any ties to Russia in general. Why? Because what they were doing was wrong. Their business relationships were shady. And they knew that if it were to be exposed, it would have ended his presidential run. So we followed the facts. We dug in. We expanded our investigatory team. And we released a video from 2013 where Trump admits that he knows Putin. And that completely contradicted their claim that they had no Russian ties. And of course, we've now learned that Trump was paid $20 million by Russian oligarch to have his Miss Universe pageant there. Well, Grant Stern, now my show's producer, wrote a series of stories during the campaign strongly linking Trump to Russia while he was steadfastly denying his ties, as was his entire campaign. And after the election, when it ended, we didn't quit. A few days later, only a few days after the election, we released the first report on Trump's Russian ties. The report included 10 different pieces of evidence that proved Trump's had long-standing business ties to Russia. It was clear. Grant Stern wrote about it for the Huffington Post. And then that went viral. Soon afterwards, after we discovered more evidence, we expanded the report from 10 items to 24. Now we have hundreds. Most of the items in that report focused on Paul Manafort. We delivered that to the White House, too, and Congress. That's right when I started reporting on it on MSNBC in December of 2016. And that was the beginning of my time with A.M. Joy and Joy Reid, Patriot. And here we are, less than two years later, and Paul Manafort has been convicted of crimes against the United States. We don't even know what kind of campaign violations he's going to help Mueller's prosecutors prove, but what we additionally learned today is startling. And it's troubling. You know, not only the fact that he has a mob-like mentality, one of his messages actually said, bada-bing, bada-boom. Are you kidding me? Ostrich coat-wearing dude. These guys are mobsters and frauds. And these are criminals. Where do you think this money's coming from? Why are they trying to hide it? It's not just to avoid taxes. It's because it's dirty money. Like Trump's money. Most of his money is dirty money. Whatever money he does actually have. And so what we learned today about Manafort is that he doesn't want to spend the rest of his life in prison. 
Would you want to for this buffoon? What's it worth? At the same time, who else would he indict? Manafort's wife was involved in a lot of this. At least by name. And so would she have been indicted? Maybe. But I think the key thing here is, who can he tell on? Who can he rant on? There are only few people he can do that with. That would be worth Mueller's time. So we can talk about Mike Flynn. We can especially talk about Donald Trump Jr. and Jared Kushner. Two people who were in that Trump Tower meeting. And I'm betting that meeting is at the top of the list. He's got to tell all, show all electronic communications, and be clear about what happened in that meeting. But today, what we learned today is absolutely startling. For starters, Manafort also admitted to violating the False Statements Act by telling prosecutors that none of his work with the Habsburg Group was aimed at the United States. That was a lie. As a seasoned D.C. lobbyist, Paul Manafort knew that America's foreign policy decision makers hold the opinion of allies in high esteem, often deferring to their local expertise in making important decisions. He also knew that federal law requires lobbyists and foreign agents to register and disclose their activities if they're intended to influence American policy for a foreign government, political party, or corporation. Just listen to what prosecutors wrote and he agreed to about the need for secrecy. Manafort took other measures to keep the Ukraine lobbying as secret as possible. For example, Manafort, in written communications on or about May 16, 2013, directed his lobbyists to write and disseminate within the United States news stories that alleged that Tymoshenko had paid for the murder of a Ukrainian official. That was a lie. Manafort stated that it should be pushed with no fingerprints. It's very important we have no connection. Manafort stated that my goal is to plant some stink on Timo. Really? Really, Paul? That dirty dog. Coming up with these activities were such a priority to Trump's former campaign chair that he tampered with witnesses to the crimes and got caught. In addition to facts required for Paul Manafort's plea to head off a trial in the D.C. District Court next week on lobbying and money laundering charges, the superseding information also contains numerous facts related to the 10 mortgage fraud and foreign banking charges that 11 out of 12 jurors in Virginia voted to convict. The White House has been quick to spin Manafort's cooperation deal after the president publicly praised him for refusing to flip. Contrary to their denials, Manafort's first trial has ties to the top of the Trump family, the campaign, and beyond. After prosecutors revealed a quid pro quo between he and Jared Kushner, as part of his mortgage fraud against Federal Savings Bank. That scheme took place during the presidential transition, concluding just before the presidential inauguration. At minimum, Paul Manafort is going to send Jared Kushner to jail. And he was the main guy in setting up a Russian back channel for communications during the presidential transition period. Wake up, GOP. At that point, Trump could just call the State Department and get any foreign leader or their rep on the phone. What did the Trump family need to keep secret from state, from President Obama, and indeed the world? What was so important that Putin's ambassador, his head spy in America, had to personally set it up with Kushner? 
Paul Manafort was working closely with Kushner during the transition, and so it appears that we will find out the answer to that question sooner or later, and many others. I want to thank my producer, Grant Stern, for all his hard work over the past two years. Check out our website, it's workingreport.com. We have dozens of different interviews with great people. Thanks again for listening. Onward!